It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. Today on Golden Hour Adventures, we have Aaron Stacy with Primal Run Coaching. How's it going, Aaron? Good, man. How are you? Wonderful. So tell us a little about yourself, Aaron. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm a happily married father of five, so I got a big family. Uh, wow, five. Yeah, <laughs> we're, uh, we're pretty we're pretty busy over here. Um, I've been running for let's see, what we two twenty thousand two thousand twenty two, so about six seven years now. Um, I've been coaching pretty basketball pretty much my entire adult life. Um, um, <laughs> you, you got any more specifics you want? <laughs> That's about um, as specific as we get. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, this isn't what I do full time. I'm uh, I work in law enforcement full time. I've been doing that for about 23 years. Um, and uh, other than, you know, just I, I've been an athlete my whole life, but uh, up until about 2016 ish, I, I never, you know, ran more than about 94 feet, you know, the length of basketball court. So, um, and then it just took off from there. I can get into that when you guys, if you guys want to know how. I feel like that's a random trivia question that I'm going to stick in the back of my brain 94 uh, I, feet because I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> <laughs> what ages of basketball do you coach? Well, when I first began coaching, when I was uh, living, I, I'm I'm now in Humboldt County, which is on the North Coast uh, in California. But uh, my hometown in Bakersfield, I spent about eight years coaching high school basketball before I moved up here. We transferred the family up here, and that was about the time that my all my kids started were at the age where they ready to start playing basketball themselves. So I started I switched gears and started coaching their elementary and junior high teams. And I've coached some AAU basketball up through kind of like the early high school years, but um, so I've, I've coached all all ages. In fact, um, here shortly I'm going to start coaching my my youngest. He's in the fifth grade now. I'll start coaching his fifth grade team, and hopefully coach him through at least the eighth grade and pass him off to some high school coaches. And, yeah, <laughs> nice. I've been coaching my whole life, man. <laughs> so you said you did, you started running. What what year did you start running in? Two thousand about two thousand sixteen, I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> what what got you into running besides having to run on the basketball court? You, you know, um, well, it was so I've always been I've always been into fitness some sort, but you know, like any other twenty you know twenty thirty year old, you know, it was just nothing but jacking weight and trying to put on mass and get big and buff, you know, big and strong and look good for the ladies, I guess, or for my wife. But, um, it was, uh, my early thirties, I just kind of let everything go. And, uh, I went through a phase where I was hunting heavy, hunting waterfowl real heavy. And my health just took a, took a downturn, man. And I got up to about 245 pounds and it was about 2000, probably 15. I thought, you know what, I need to get, I need to do something about this. So I, um, I started, uh, changed my diet a little bit and started to, you know, work out a little bit and just dabble. And I was literally walking on a treadmill, man, just walking two or three miles here and there. And it was about that time that my, uh, my oldest daughter, she's 19 now, 
or 20, she just turned 20, excuse me. Um, she, uh, she started running cross country in high school or freshman year, and she found out she was pretty decent at it. And I thought to myself, that'd be kind of cool if I could go out and run a couple miles with her here and there, you know, during the week. And, uh, so that walking on the treadmill turned into a couple miles on the road and that turned into four miles. And after that, um, my story is just like everyone else's, you know, I, I got dared by my wife into running a half marathon and, you know, and from there I just went full tilt, you know, I, uh, after finishing that half marathon, I felt like Superman and went home and I think, uh, I sat on the couch and discovered, I uh, pulled my phone out and discovered ultra sign up and it was kind of like, <laughs> Oh you gosh. Know. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Were you drinking? Did you uh, never drink an ultra sign up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I discovered Ultra Sign Up and I and I started looking for races, but um, you know, I was looking at these ultra marathons and and I was like, God, this is this is just too much for me right now. And at the time, I was working with a uh, or I, I had worked with a guy who was an old school uh, ultra ultra runner, and uh, so I I kind of knew what ultra running was. Um, I knew it was out there. I knew it existed, but I didn't know much about it. So I just ran a couple of road marathons here locally and, uh, you know, a couple four hour marathons and I was happy with that. But, uh, I, 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 then after that, I signed up for a local 30 K trail race, which is really the only trail race we have in Humboldt County. And, um, man, after that, I was just hooked, baby. That was it for me. Man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, back to ultra sign up, man. I was looking for races and, um, that's it, man. You know, from there, it just, it just got worse and worse. I think it's going to continue to get worse and worse. It's so funny. I was listening to another podcast today and they were talking about addiction and uh, yeah. it is just an addiction addiction. There's something weird we just want to do about it. <laughs> it is, you know, and, and, you know, my wife will tell you, I got an addictive personality. I mean, when, you know, in my early thirties, when I got into waterfowl hunting, man, it, that was my whole life. I mean, I, I lived and breathed it. I mean, my health took a, you know, took a crap, but man, I lived and breathed it. That's all I did, man. Just heavy. Um, until I decided to kind of turn my health. Around. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, uh, 30 K you said for your yeah. first one, what was your next one? What'd you sign up for next after 30 K? So the next one, you know, I, I wasn't traveling too far cause I was still coaching and, you know, busy with the kids. So. I didn't want to travel too far. So I found the local, the closest, uh, trail running, uh, company, I guess you could say it's in Redding, California. They don't exist any longer. Um, but uh, it was Shafted trail runs. They were putting on some great races about four hours east of me. And so, uh, the first race I did was, uh, two peaks, uh, 50 K. And, um, I ran that. I eventually ran that twice. I ran their Castle Crags and a handful of other races, uh, but those first couple were rough. I had a lot to learn. I I didn't know what I was doing, and and uh, I was just kind of winging it, to be honest with you. But uh, man, I enjoyed it. You know, I grew up backpacking and hunting, so just just being up in the hills, man, was and and, and doing a sport in that kind of environment that I grew up, you know, running around in, uh, was just perfect for me. So my next question was going to be what drew you to the trails, but you just answered that question. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I, I backpacked my whole life. So it was, it was just kind of a natural thing for me. It was, I was at home. I was at home once I found uh, ultra running. 
or trail running. <laughs> That's awesome. What's the yeah, farthest man. distance you you've run so far? I'm sorry, the longest distance. Yeah, what's the longest distance you've run? I've done 200 milers. Which one? The first one I got lost, so it turned out to be about 103, if that <laughs> counts. <laughs> 103, 104, something like that. It's those extra free miles that you didn't pay for. In fact, um, uh, Justin, uh, I believe, if I recall, uh, your coach, she was one of the uh, people who got lost with us. There was a group of us. Oh, nice. It was at the, was at the Rio to, uh, de Laga 100 last year. Yeah. I'll yeah. Have to, I'll have to talk to her about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe she was in that group. Yeah. There was about 20 of us that kind of, I, I, I think what happened was what I heard the rumor that I heard was maybe some mountain bikers had moved some of the trail markings. And so a group of probably about 20 of us strung out. <laughs> yeah. Wearing a mountain yeah, biking right. shirt right now. Yeah. Mountain bikers. <laughs> uh, I do not claim that. Took a wrong turn in the dark about mile 70, 75. And, uh, and after about three or four miles, after a couple miles, we're like, this doesn't look right. And, uh, and we all regrouped. And, and then as we were regrouping, uh, other runners were catching up to us. Thank God that they didn't go any further. We all got our phones out and started looking at, you know, looking at maps and figured it out and turned around, got back on course. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a little disheartening. It is. <laughs> on your first. Yeah. Well, just changes everything. You're just like, I just walked an extra five miles or whatever. Am I even going yeah. the right direction anymore? <laughs> yeah, exactly. My, my first one was 107 miles. So I got those seven extra. That's, that's always Oh fun. boy. And that was not getting lost. That was just the distance of the race. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you got to love that about ultra running now. Oh, I know. That's what I, my first couple of 50 Ks, um, I didn't understand that. I thought, okay, a 50 K I did the math. It's just, it's 30, you know, one or 32 miles. Turns out it's 34 and a half, 35. And everyone's like, yeah, I don't care, whatever. You know, it's still 50 K. I was like, Oh my God, is this how they do it? And I know, I know marathon runners, just 26.2. That stops. Yeah. You know, yeah. It stops. <laughs> yeah. They'll get the measuring tape out and make sure that's hundred feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> marathon. I think they're, I think ultra runners are, um, I, th I think they're drinking when they're measuring their course, you know. <laughs> oh, they for sure are. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, it's around yeah. 100 miles. Let's throw a dart at it. It's fine. Good enough. <laughs> as long as it's not under, then you'll yeah, get yeah. then you'll get ultra runners that get mad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly, right? 99.9, yeah. .9, are you kidding me? Where's my extra point? You run back and forth <laughs> and the finish line until you hit 100. I actually had a 99.7 on that last one, and I was like, <laughs> I'm done. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You did uh, so what, uh, Pine to Palm this next one, didn't you? Yes, that was uh, last last month, yeah. You did Pine to Palm? Yes. How was that one? That was pretty brutal, man. It was, uh, they they hit, uh, they had the area of the race um, kind of between Williams, Oregon and Ashland, Oregon, uh, hit record heat that, that day. So it was, I heard 102, 103. That was pretty brutal. Um, and I live on the coast and I live kind of in a microclimate. So we have moderate temperatures year round. Like our temperatures range from like 30 to 60 year round. So training in the heat and training at altitude is very hard for us. Uh, we have to go inland and find some, find some mountains to climb and some heat to run in. So, um, and we had, we had wildfires in the area at the time of my training right before the race. So my training kind of, 
halted for about two and a half weeks because with work I had to go out and kind of assist the firefighters with various things. So, so for about two weeks, man, my training, and, and it was like during the peak of my training, um, kind of halted. And, uh, I was able to get like maybe a half hour in every day at the end of my shift. Um, well, I was working long hours and they canceled my days off. So, um, it was one of those deals. So, um, I was able to squeeze in like maybe 30 minutes after shift every day, you know, on the hill that I work, that I live on, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the altitude training that I was going to be getting that I had planned. And it wasn't the, uh, you know, the heat acclimation training that I was planning on, you know, hitting up. Um, so it wasn't really ideal for me, but, um, you know, we just sucked it up. Yeah. But it was a, it was a grueling race, but it was a great race. Uh, you know, how corner puts it on out of the rogue river Valley runners and, and, uh, man, he put on a great race and I'd recommend it to anyone, but it's, it's pretty brutal. Is some of that on the PCT? I'm sorry. Is some of that on the PCT trail? Some of it is. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I've heard that one's a brutal one. When yeah. I first started running, um, ultra running, that was one of the first hundreds I looked at, but I forgot all about that one. Yeah. In fact, um, Justin, um, Eve reached out to me cause she had, you know, I was doing the fundraiser. So I was kind of putting that out there a lot. And, um, and so she, she reached out and she told me, she suggested I learned the course very well because in the past they had not marked it very well. So she said, study the course map and the course <laughs> description and like, and so I said, Oh, Oh, say, Hey, great. Eve. That's, you know, that's, that's great, you know, advice. I appreciate that. So I pull up the, you know, it's like four or five pages of detailed course descriptions. I mean, how am I supposed to remember all this? You know, you're so, carrying your little papers with you and you're right. Yeah. So, I know I'll tell you what, takes one away. Like, so every time after. I went by a like a junction in the in the road, like another trail, you know, an intersection or or every, I mean, I would stop and I would look down that trail like intently on on any other course markings like nope so i just i was just crossing my fingers and trusting how that he you know <laughs> he marked it well enough and luckily i didn't get lost so you know i think he did a pretty good job this time of marking the trail really good yeah. oh that's funny yeah so you you were you've been a basketball coach yes sir um what got you into wanting to do run coaching uh well once i got into once i got into running um i just really started to enjoy the heck out of it man i you know i i don't know you know how else to say it um i just you know it was it's kind of funny me back up so you know for a lot of us it was it was kind of like uh you know yeah i had to get a handful of real good runs under my belt or, or races you know before i would even consider myself a runner which is kind of silly really i mean if anybody who just goes out and runs consistently whether they race or not they're a runner right um but you know when you're kind of competitive like us and you and you do races and stuff and so um it, it was a it was it was i had to get a few races under my belt before i could say i'm a runner but that one day when i said you know what enough's enough i've done enough of these things you know i'm a runner now for some reason it just clicked i thought i'd like to help you know some other people do this. And at the same time, I was having local people were just kind of picking my brain a little bit and asking me about what I'm doing. And, and they were really showing interest in it and stuff. So, um, and then with my coaching background, I thought, you know, this might be something I might enjoy doing. Um, 
So I thought, uh, I'm going to give it a try and see how it works. In the beginning, um, I was kind of cross, cross between personal training and run coaching. But um, to be honest with you, it wasn't long after that. that I thought, you know, I'm going to put the personal training stuff aside, and I'm just going to focus on runners because that they're just really driven people, and they're really fun to work with. Um, so that's kind of where my focus is now. I mean, I'll still work with people if they just want to work on general fitness and stuff, you know, I'll still do that. But uh, my focus is, is on runners and it's just been a blast. Uh, it's, it's really neat to work with people our age instead of just young kids all the time, you know, because <laughs> they're at a different point in their life. You know, they got, uh, I'd like to think at this point in our life, we have some wisdom under our belts, you know. <laughs> Uh, We're signing up on ultra sign up. We don't have anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so what, uh, what's the majority of the distances you coach? Is it all over the place? Like from 5k to 10k or is it? Mostly you know, ultra? I, I, I really thought I would get some more of the shorter distances. Um, and in the beginning I did, it was a, a bunch of half marathon runners mostly. Um, I, in fact, nobody's come to me for anything less than a half marathon. Um, but we jumped straight from the half marathon into coaching people for 50 K 50 milers. And then probably within the last year, um, I want to say everybody, but one has come to me looking to run a hundred. So wow. it, it jumped, it jumped pretty quick. Um, so, which has been really fun. Um, preparing them for hundred milers. It's a lot more goes into it, obviously, as you guys know. Um, and, uh, the, the training and the strategy and the logistics and all that is, you know, it's daunting when you don't know what you're doing and, you know, and, and frankly, I'm still learning off obviously. Um, but got some idea of what we're doing and, um, and, uh, but if you haven't been in that world at all or been around it or it just, you don't know where to start. And so I think people are, they want, they just want that kind of help. You know, where do I start? How do I, how do I do this? So yeah, we jumped right into the hundreds pretty quick. Um, I think I've, of my, I think I'm working with five people right now, preparing them for hundred mile races. So, oh, wow. Yeah. What, what would you say your clientele is about right now? I mean, um, I'm carrying right now eight athletes and okay. that's a, yeah. And that's where I want to be. Um, I found that I think Justin, I think I might've dis discussed this with you, but I kind of found, you know, with my family life and, and work life, um, I found that between six to eight athletes is where I can devote my time and, and give them quality time. Um, if I, if I start, if the numbers went up greater than that, then, which I, I think I, you know, they could go up greater than that, but if I go up greater than that, then, then I just don't really feel like I'm going to be able to give these people the, the quality coaching that I want to be able to give them because part of what we do is, um, is communication is huge. And I don't want to just put together a plan for these people and then them not hear from me or see me or, or not receive feedback or, you know, um, for long stretches. So most of my athletes, we communicate, either daily or every other day. And that's, I want that for them. But, you know, as you can imagine, if I had 15 plus athletes, that'd be difficult to do. 
Yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like if I'm between six and eight, um, I can really give them a lot of me, um, a lot of time, and they appreciate that. So that's kind of where we're at right now. And, and honestly, that's, that's where we'll stay. And I think having Justin with us will help now because if we want to carry a few more athletes, um, maybe he could take some of that workload and uh, apply it himself. Wait, what is Justin doing? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we just jumped into it, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm sorry. No, it's not. I take charge. That's why you're here. No, No, this is perfect. Good transition. (laughs) Well, so what's this right here, Justin? Yeah, so uh, I I've also wanted to help people for quite a while. I'm fairly new for ultra running. I've been ultra running for about four years, and yeah, just uh, I've I've helped a few of my friends run their first marathons, and I just kind of really like the feeling of you know seeing them succeed at at doing something that they wanted to do for a long time. And so I never really kind of had an avenue. I didn't want to start my own coaching business because there's a lot of coaching businesses out there, and it's you know it it could be a flooded market. And so um, you know I talked to my coach Eve. Um, with rising mountain coaching. Um, she's coached me for well over a year now. Um, and she, she said, find a mentor. Um, you know, and, and I, I didn't really want to mix business with pleasure, I guess you would call it <laughs> is ultra running pleasure. I don't know. Um, maybe for some, yeah, it is. <laughs> it gets weird, I guess. Ultra runners are weird. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of was just like, you know, reaching out and, you know, looking at different people who I thought maybe could be a mentor and, you know, me and Aaron started talking, um, you know, I'd asked him if he would, uh, you know, build me out a little strength program for, you know, working on getting some fitness back into my legs, getting some strength back in my legs, I guess you could say. And then, uh, you know, as we were talking, I was just like, man, I really like the way this guy's kind of running business. So I presented the idea to him if he was looking to expand his business and, take on another coach and at the same time be a mentor for someone who's just now getting into the, you know, the run coaching side of things. And I I think I want him over with the, within the first 10 minutes, it was funny because he was like, well, let's, let's, let's call and let's talk on the phone about it. And I was actually riding my bike when, when he called. That's right. That's right. I'm just like, I'm, I'm actually was cold because it was pretty chilly that day. And, I'm, you know, I'm riding 15, 20 miles an hour and the wind's blowing, but you know, and he's like, well, I don't know if I like this guy or not. He's out there <laughs> trying to work out while we're trying to have a conversation. <laughs> oh, I dig that. That's yeah. Perfect. I think, I think that could have won him over. It's like, well, this guy's <laughs> like, you know, working out. And so, yeah, I presented the idea to him and he's like, uh, yeah, let me, let me take a day or two to, to think it over. And I think it was 15 minutes after I got back home, he had messaged me. He's like, I love it, man. Let's do it. So awesome. uh, you know, when, when I, when I want something and, and after I, I thought about this for a short time, when I want something, I, I, I lose patience. I'm not good at Christmas time. Uh, or my, yeah. I, yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't want to, I want to get it now. Let's do I re- it now. I really think and, it was 15 uh, minutes. I don't think it was very long yeah. past that. Yeah. Well, you know, it was something that had crossed my mind that I would probably look into as I, as I knew, because when I, when I near retirement, which is be about five years, I, I did, I do want my coaching 
business to, to expand a little. I do want to be able to take, I'll have time. So I want to take on more athletes um, and then take on more coaching would be, you know, would be part of that or add, adding yeah. to the coaching yeah. staff. Um, so that was, it was something that was on my mind, but I just wasn't sure that it was going to happen this soon. So, you know, like for instance, uh, my daughter, when she finishes running cross country and track here at the local junior college soon, I'm, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be on her about, I'd like for her to, to join us and maybe kind of focus on youth cross country in the off season, preparing youth, you know, uh, a junior high and, and high school age kids uh, in the cross country world. Yeah, that'd be uh, really cool. That's, yeah, that's you know that's something I, I'm going to try and. Well, I've already discussed it with her, but she's you know she's 20, she's really busy, but it'd be something I'd like to do. Yeah. So, so Aaron, where do you think Justin will fit in with your run coaching? I think he's going to fit in great. So you know, I th him and I are on the same page on on so much stuff, but our personalities are a little different. Um, I think uh, I think at first glance he's a lot friendlier and easier going than I am. Um, you know, s some people will tell you that you know if you look at my social media and stuff, I got a little bit more of a stoic personality, you know, which attracts some people. Um, whereas Justin is he's got a, a very colorful, outgoing, you know, personality. He's got a lot of humor. I, and I, I've said that a hundred times already on, on Instagram. I think. Um, and, and I think that will attract people. Um, so I think where he's going to really fit in is it, when people come to us and they're interested in coaching, they're going to have options now and they'll be able to find somebody who they may, they may chat with me and then they may chat with Justin. They go, you know what, Aaron, you're cool and all, but I think, I think I'm going to fit with Justin really well, you know, and to me, that's important. And, and, and that was a big deal when, when he approached me and I thought, God, how cool would it be to be able to give these people options instead of just me all the time, yeah. um, you know? And so that's, that's kind of where we're at. Um, I, I think he's really gonna, he's really gonna help in that world. Yeah. I'm super excited to actually, you know, dig in and get it started. I think it's going to be, yeah. uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I don't have a client yet, so. Hopefully, uh, maybe somebody listening and be like, you know what? Maybe I want to run a uh, hundred miles. No, no, no. <laughs> so I think it we takes uh, time, man. Yeah, I think we decided, Robbie, that um, I'll focus on the 50k and down distances. Okay. Um, that'll be kind of be my specialty. So that way, you know, because uh, I have experience in coaching marathon distance, and so I, you know, I think that you know, a beginner runner wanting to run maybe a 10 K half marathon and be perfect all the way to the 50 K. I think until I get a little bit more experience under my belt, you know, and then, you know, learning from Aaron, you know, being mentored by him, you know, maybe within another year or so I can jump up to that bigger distances and, you know, help people yeah. with that. But I, but you, we all know how ultra running is or how running in general is, you know, you start out with someone that, wants to run their half marathon. And then a year later, they're training for a hundred miler. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how it, how it always goes. So, um, yeah, so you know, I, I'm excited to come on board and this is going to be a, a fun adventure. I would just say, just, just be patient because I, I think it took me when I first announced this, I think it took me about almost two months before I even had a client. Um, 
And, and it might and it might be sooner for you. Hopefully it is because uh, you're kind of coming to us and we're a little bit established now. Uh, but for me in the beginning, it was it was I, it was getting to be a little frustrating at first. Um, but once the ball started rolling, it was, you know, they slowly started to roll in. And and uh, and then now that people are seeing my clients out doing these things and, you know, because I try to I, I try to put it out there and. and um use them as advertising i guess <laughs> <laughs> you have to right uh, yeah 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 you know uh but when but once uh people started seeing my athletes get out there and do things and they started to really show some more interest and reach out and chat with me so uh, that's helped out just had an athlete uh crushed a 100k yeah alex yesterday crushed 100k he's fast man he's he's a he's a really good athlete he's gonna take some time off now um from co from coaching uh for the winter because he's up there in minnesota so he's gonna he's got a lot of cross-country skiing and and some other stuff so um but uh i think he'll be back he's got <laughs> he's young and uh he's got some he's got some big goals so but man he's fast he's a good runner he's a strong runner yeah so what do you offer your clients as far as what exactly? Um, the whole program. So if I were to sign up, where would we start? And so what I'll what do is, so what I'll do is we'll, um, if it's, if they're from out of town, uh, we'll do a consult, free consultation over the phone. Um, um, and that's going, I'm going to get to know the client as well as I can. Um, I want to know, I want to know if they're married. I want to know if they have kids. I want to know, you know, if I can remember their wife's or their husband's and their kids' names, uh, I'd like to do that. That goes a long way with people. Um, but I would like to know those things because uh, when I'm putting plans together, I like to keep that in the back of my mind so that I can take stuff like that into consideration, not just their personal life, but also their work life, other hobbies that they have going on. That way I can take all these things into consideration when we're putting plans together because you have to be flexible. So um, I try to get to know them as well as I can personally. Um, we assess their fitness the best we can. A lot of that's on them because I'm not there in front of them working out with them or training them. So I have to trust what they're telling me. Uh, so I, I just beg them to be honest. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I, I lay out the program, how it's gonna work. So, um, we kind of we kind of identify some goals that they have and most of these people have races i think i think i have one athlete right now who doesn't really have a race plan um he's just kind of uh just kind of getting into it but uh most people have races so we'll we'll kind of establish an a race a b race a c race find prioritize what's most important and um from there based on their fitness level and where they're at will and based on also on the time frame that we have we'll start planning um, um we'll start blocking their training um the other thing that we do is i don't i don't force strength training on my athletes but i highly suggest it and all of them do it so um and it's we don't go over the top i'm not trying to make bodybuilders out of these guys and gals um but I want them to understand the importance of it. So <clears throat> about once a week, uh, all my athletes are at least either in the gym uh, or doing strength training at home, which is a little bit trickier uh, doing it at home, but we get creative and, and it works. 
I like to uh, apply some mobility work for them. Uh, and so I just describe all the stuff that we're going to do for them. And again, also based on their fitness and based on their goals and their experience, we'll, uh, we'll uh, kind of individualize or, or personalize plans for them. So, you know, we're not, we're not just shotgunning a, a cookie cutter plan off the internet because if somebody wants that, and I'll tell people that sometimes when they reach out to me, um, if that's what they're looking for, there's a bunch of them online. Um, but most, most of these people, they do want something personalized, something, you know, for them. And you know, like this guy, Alex, we were just talking about, he came to me, he was already in phenomenal shape, but he came to me and he said, Hey, I want to PR in this race. I want to PR in this race. So that's where we started from there. Uh, but if you start from an athlete, we just recently picked up. If you start almost starting from scratch, which is fine. It's great. It's a great place to start. Um, uh, so you can imagine the, the, the training plans are wildly different based on, based on those, you know, the fitness levels. Um, so we'll block their training out and I try to encourage them to, uh, if, if we have a long stretch of time between now and their first race, I try to encourage them to find the smaller races in the area to use as training runs, half marathons or whatever, whatever short trail runs they can find, you know, 30 K's or or whatever it is they have available to them, uh, just as training runs. That that does obviously it does wonders for their fitness um, to be able to run at that level or that you know to be able to compete. Um, but what it also does it kind of breaks up the monotony of the training because if you have nine months to train for say a hundred mile race, um, you know that oh, first God. three months, well, what are we doing? We're just building volume, right? And yeah. it gets boring. So um, what we'll do is if if they will switch gears for four weeks because they have a half marathon or a half marathon trail race or a 30 K race or something like along those lines. So we'll switch gears and we'll prepare them for that race. And that kind of breaks up the monotony and, uh, and it really does a lot of good for their fitness too. So prepare them for that race. And then after that race is complete, we'll get back on board with what our main goal is. And then, uh, if they have another small race coming up, we'll prepare them for that one. Um, it kind of, it keeps them, I don't want to say it keeps them interested, but it, it really does keep them from getting bored with the day-to-day -day endurance running, you know, so. You were talking about, uh, communication. Um, how, how does the communication work with your coaching? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's part of what I offer. Um, and that's a big part of what I offer. I should have mentioned that, but it's huge to me because, uh, well, if you can't communicate, you can't coach. That's bottom line. Coaches are teachers. That's what we do. If you can't teach, you shouldn't be coaching. Um, and so not only do I want to communicate, but I want to be, I want to be able to relate the subject that I'm, that I'm teaching. Um, <clears throat> so basically when these people hire me, um, they, I give them 24 seven access to me via phone or email, um, or text, you know, um, as long as it's respectable and you respect <laughs> hours, you know, which they all do, don't have a problem with it. And I also let them know that, Hey, you know, I'm going to be doing the same view. So I'm going to be reaching out to you every couple of days. Uh, some people it's every day, sometimes it's every other day. And what that does is that kind of adds an element of accountability too. So, you know, if, 
I reach out to if, if it's been a couple of days and Justin's thinking, damn, Aaron's going to call me or text me. I, and I haven't done any strength training. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to say that. I, I want to yeah. be able to say, you know what, man, I've been crushing these workouts. So he knows that I'm going to be checking in. So it kind of helps hold him accountable. Um, when I, when I do that. So, um, I found that it works pretty good. Um, and you know, and frankly, um, I've, I've the, the coach, uh, athlete relationship has, has really turned into friendships with all these people. And, and I, I really appreciate that too. Um, it's been a lot of fun, but we communicate a lot. Um, yeah, that's how we do it, man. So what are your, um, do you, is it like two week blocks or how, how does your, your, um, week look like, uh, how, how far the, do you build weeks out? I just, I go week by week right okay. now. Yeah. I've always gone week by week. Um, you know, you, you ha we have to be really flexible with these people because they're lives. And so, um, it, not a week goes by with almost any one of my athletes where they go, ah, this isn't working because this, you know, shit happened today or, you know, my, uh, I've got, you know, now work changed or I, my kids got something come up. So can we, can we alter the week? So I don't want to build out the week too, too far um, for that reason. So it, I found that it's kind of easier just to go week by week um, and just kind of focus on that way. You know, I, like I just had an athlete who just, um, was so busy at work. She was able to do almost nothing this week and that's fine. It's not a problem. She's got a lot of time to build for her first, for the race that she's got coming up. So it's okay. Um, but that way we can kind of take this week and kind of move it to next week and start over instead of next week having to, you know, which would have built on this week. Uh, we don't have to go from there. I can just kind of move, shift the week forward, and we'll just go from there. So. Nice. I mean, when I hired my coach that I had for years, my number one thing I wanted was accountability. And uh, like you were saying, I knew every couple of days he's going to be asking me if I got my runs in. <laughs> uh, I didn't oh, yeah, want to tell him no. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. And you know, you're also, you're paying for this. So there's something inside of you that wants to do good for yourself also. You're I've told them that too. I've told them the same thing. Yeah. There's, there's, that's the incentive also. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I, I like the way you're doing one week by one week. I've seen, I mean, I've seen some coaches do, they'll build out three months. Um, yeah. You know, then they check in once a month and a whole bunch of life shit's happened and you haven't got your miles in and they just mm -hmm. go, Oh, well, just start on month two when you didn't even get month one done, you know? And yeah. Yeah. The way you're laying it out, I really like to hear that. Well, you know, I, I want to be as I want this to be as personal for them as I, as it can be, and and I, I think by going week by week that really helps out. On top of the communication part, yeah, because they know well if something slips up, I can just talk with Aaron and we'll fix it. Exactly, exactly. You know, where it's like, oh, I missed my run. Then you, we all know how runners get. Sometimes when they miss their run, they pity party for a couple of days. Yeah. And they'll, they'll do that. And, and they'll come, they'll, they'll call me or text me and they, they feel like, Oh, everything's out the window now because they missed a run that day. It's like, no. I said, Hey, you know, guess what? It's a rest day. That's all it is. It's a rest day. That means you're going to come back tomorrow or the day after, and you're going to be strong and it's going to be a really quality workout. That's all it's going to be. That's all it means. And I, 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 and which is good because I stress rest to these guys all the time. 
I, you know, especially when you've got athletes that just want to go, 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 and just keep push and push and push. And, and they do all this extra cross training on top of the stuff you're doing, you know, you, so yeah, rest is important. And so that's what I chalk it up to. It's just a rest day. So what it's a, it's an unscheduled rest day, but it's better than overtraining. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Your hundred miler four months down the line is not going to be screwed up by missing one four mile run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's it's so so funny you say that, Justin, because how many people get caught up in that? You know, and, and I hear about it all the time that people, they're like, oh, I missed my run on Tuesday, so I got to double up on Wednesday. No, no. Just run with Wednesday, whatever Wednesday is scheduled. Go Wednesday. You miss Tuesday. It happens. Life yeah. happens. Just move yeah. on. You're going you're gonna to be down four miles that week. Who cares? <laughs> I, I hear about it all the time. Hey, I'm the first one to take a rest day on Tuesdays. Tuesday is my big training day. And like every week on Tuesday, it's like my schedule just gets piled up. And it's like, well, I guess I'll not do that. <laughs> but Wednesday's, right. a, Wednesday's a recovery day or a cross training day for me if I want. And, you know, normally I'd like to cross train on that day. But maybe if I miss my run on Tuesday, I use I just go out and do the recovery run that's scheduled. And yeah, I'm not getting maybe the long workout that I was supposed to get, but I'm still getting miles in on that Wednesday. And I just, and then I just pick up on Thursday with my next long training run, you know? And so there's, I, I don't know. I just, I used to be that same way until I got you know, a little bit smarter, I guess. It's like life will go on life. You know, it happens. Stuff happens. So yeah, that, that's started when I started coaching, that was one of the biggest things that I, I learned because I'm pretty rigid in what I do even with my family life, um, I'm pretty rigid about, you know, if, if I know something's coming up and I got to get up at four in the morning, and go do it. I'll, I'll go. That's kind of how I'll do it. Um, but not everyone's like that. And so I've had to learn that if you are not flexible in this, in this business, like your coaching plans, if you're not flexible, it's not going to work. Yeah. It will not work for any of these clients. Yep. You have to be flexible and you have to show them that you have to show them that you can just alter a plan midweek. We're going to make it work, you know, but you have to be flexible. You got to, you, you got to be able to bend. 100%. And, and, and it gives them a lot of confidence, you know, knowing like what Justin was just saying, knowing that it's not going to ruin anything. It's not going to ruin the race. It's not going to ruin their training. Now, if you're missing them every Tuesday, then <laughs> now we got a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just seems like every Tuesday I'm super busy. I'm recording podcast on Monday and not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron, so, so Aaron, laundry over here. <laughs> Aaron, how, I mean, you're a big part of your 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 goals, motivation. Where, where do you find the motivation to keep your clients going? Um, great question. Where do I find the motivation to keep my clients? I don't know. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say no. It's a hard question to answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it just goes back to this is, you know, I'm not very good at a lot of things. And I, and I may not be very good at this thing. Uh, but I feel like I'm a good coach. Um, I've been coaching my whole life. It's really the only thing I know how to do. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a better coach than what I than what I do than, than I am a cop. Um, <laughs> um, but we're not editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You know, I say it every day. It's okay. <laughs> I, I talk, every day in briefing, I'll tell my sergeant. Um, 
it's just what I do, man. Um, I, I love, I don't want to sound corny. I really don't, but I, I really love helping these people. And I, and Justin, you're going to love this. When these guys go out and they do their, do their thing. Like I've been some of my, I've had some local racers and, and I'll go out to the race and I want to stand as far away as I can. I want to coach them prior to the race. I want to prepare them for the race. I want to send them out. And I want to, and then when they come in across that finish line, I want to stand as far back as I can. I want to watch them cross the finish line. I want to see them hug their family and, and, you know, and, and, and receive all their accolades or whatever it is that, you know, um, and I just want, I just want to watch that. That's all it is. But I want to watch it from afar. I don't want to be in the middle of it. Um, I just, man, it's, it's, it's pretty rewarding watching these people do this. And I, I think that's what keeps me going. Same thing with basketball. You know, I, I don't, you know, when my kids win a game, I want to step back and I just want to let them, you know, do their thing and celebrate their, their big win. Um, you know, they did, they put in the work. I helped them, but they put in the work. They did it all. They ran the race. They finished the game, whatever it is. Um, it's just, I don't know. I really don't want to sound corny about it, but it's, it's, uh, it's an addicting kind of a thing to watch. And, and I, I like being a part of it. Uh, I don't want to be up in the middle, up in the front. I like, I want them to have their moments. So I like to sit back and watch, but that's, that's just enough, man. And it's just enough to keep me going and keep doing it, you know? Does that sound corny? I think it sounded kind no. of corny, but <laughs> no, no, kind of cliche, kind of cliche. Maybe no, no, it, was per- it was perfect because um, <clears throat> I've worked with a lot of coaches, been around a lot of coaches, and you, that was kind of the perfect answer. You, it's just the reward. Yeah, keeps you going. Um, you're helping someone achieve a goal, and that's just enough. I mean, it takes just a few people to achieve a goal, and you got a fire lit underneath you because yeah. you've, you've helped some people. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm a really competitive person. <laughs> I'm not a great competitive runner, but I'm competitive, <laughs> you know, whether I'm competing against myself or the other slow guy next to me, but I'm competitive and, you know, but I can't, I'm not, I'm not 20 anymore. I'm not 18. I'm not playing high school basketball or college basketball any longer. So I'm, I'm, I, I, I still like that competitive outlet. And while running gives me that, the coaching gives me that also. So I, I take pride in watching my athletes do their thing. And, you know, I don't want to be up again. I don't want to be up in the front. Um, I don't need to be acknowledged, but I take a little pride when I'm sitting back and watch them and know that, um, yeah, they did all the work, but I, I still played a little bit of a part in that and it was fun and I enjoyed it. Um, so. So Justin, I'm going to ask you now, how you, how do you plan to keep on your athletes motivated? Woo. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I don't want to repeat what Aaron said, but just he hit it straight on the the head. I think that communication is a, a big part of things and just having that that open two-way communication. Uh, when, I, when I dropped the announcement that I was going to start coaching with uh, Aaron and Primal Run, I sent my wife the, the text and she was like, well, let's change some stuff on there. <laughs> So um, I, I said 24 uh, seven uh, access and then I changed it to 
almost 24 <laughs> seven. Uh, so it's just kind of funny that, you know, she changed that for me. Um, she's my editor of all my Instagram posts most of the time. So if something's misspelled, you know, my wife did not look at it. So, uh, <laughs> if you, you go back, yeah, if you go back and look, uh, we distributed that snake on the trail. instead of <laughs> But you know what? That's who I am. Let's leave it out there. Let's have fun with it. But yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I have a, obviously if you know me, I have a pretty outgoing personality and I love to talk and I can probably talk to someone, you know, that I've just met for an hour and, well, I'm an ultra runner. So of course I'm going to tell him what I do. That's the first thing. So it's like, have you heard of ultra running? So, uh, first you know, second you made it. I've been on this, I've been on this base that I'm stationed at for a, uh, for a little over a month and every single person here knows I'm an ultra runner. Already, so. <laughs> but yeah, just having that communication with them and just having fun. Uh, you know, this, none of the people that I'm going to coach are going to be a sponsored competitive athlete. You know, that's, that's the nature of what, what it's going to be. It's going to be the mom with three kids, the, the guy that, you know, maybe the guy in the military that just wants to go run a marathon. It, it's going to be that type of person. It's going to be, you know, the, the four hour marathoner, the, you know, the 11 hour 50 K person, like that's the person that the normal everyday people doing extraordinary things. That's the kind of person that I want to help succeed and reach their goals because that's the type of person that I am. I'm never going to be a, a competitive runner. And I've, you know, come to accept that uh, shout out to BOP nation, Bob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I want to have fun with it. I want to, you know, put my personality and in, into coaching and, you know, let everyone know that this is just, we're doing this for fun. You know, we're going out and we're suffering for 12 hours for fun. It's type two fun. You're going to hate it while you're doing it. But then when you, uh, when you finish and you get that medal around your neck or you come across the finish line and your wife is there to hug you and she hands you that your first buckle, you know, having that level of excitement. Um, I'm, you know, I just, I'm getting chills thinking about my first athlete that finishes the you know, finishes their race right now. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm super excited to get into it. And I just want to, I want to put my level of excitement into coaching. Um, and yeah, I just, I know that sounds, sounds stupid, but that's, that's kind of my no, man, process behind it. You're going to kick ass, man. Once you, once the ball starts rolling, you're going to kick ass. You're going to do really good. I'm super excited. So, yeah. Yeah. I think with your personality and I mean, your knowledge, you'll, you'll kill it. You'll do great. I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys are gonna make me cry. Let's <laughs> <laughs> laughing it up again. That's, no, you're crying, not me. <laughs> well, Aaron, man, it was fun having you on. Uh, thanks for coming on and talking about Primal Run. Um, you know, I, I definitely, you know, we've been chatting for the last couple of weeks back and forth, but I've definitely learned some stuff about you today. And I, I hope that, um, some, some, you know, our, our three listeners learn a little bit, you know, uh, three it's listeners that are here, you, me, and Robbie, we're the listeners. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, my four and my, like the fourth listener. Yeah. Can we get the fourth listener to listen in? But <laughs> Hey, um, you know, what, what kind of gear are you using when you're running? Um, let's see. I run in ultras. Um, I run in ultras because I, um, during the summer, I spend a lot of time on the trails in my Luna sandals, <laughs> a lot of time. 
So um, ultras to me are the closest thing I can find that kind of mimic the sandals if I need to if I need to wear shoes for longer distances. So um, with the zero drop and the wide toe box, I mean it's it's they go hand in hand. So um, and once I once I started running in the sandals, I, I tried to I dabbled with some other brands like Hoka and and Brooks, but everything was just too narrow. And I, I don't have particularly wide feet, but I just enjoy kind of my toes just, you know, feeling free in there. So yeah, I run an uh, ultra shoes. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, I've got a little you know, road and trail. I've got all the models, you know, whatever. Um, for whatever distance I'm running, I get, you know, you can't just buy one shoe. I have like, no, no, I think I brought no. like 12 or 13 and I bought two since I've been here. So my wife's like, you, you, you need a shoe for a short distance, mid distance and long distance, you know, and you need, you need a recovery breathe. shoe and a race shoe. <laughs> I'm wearing yeah. my Ufas right now and I didn't even run today. <laughs> you know, I, um, I wear, when I do training runs, I wear a lot of the, uh, orange mud gear, um, but, and, and I like it for training runs up in the hills. I do a lot of mountain runs and stuff in the Trinity Alps uh, outside of Humboldt County. Um, and so I'll use, I'll use orange mud. It's, it's really well-made and durable and long-lasting and comfortable to me. Um, but I don't think their vests are real ideal for racing because um, you got to take them off to access stuff in the back, you know. Um, but when I race, I've been racing in the, the naked sports. Uh, have you seen that? And they could sports vests and, and belt. Yeah, it, I just it almost yeah, fits I have like seen a those. sports bra on a dude. Yeah, I have seen those. <laughs> yeah. But like, okay, so picture this. You see, it it fits like this big sports bra, but the entire thing is almost like one giant pocket. Like it's two, it's two layers, and you just reach down inside, and it's like the entire breast is one giant open pocket on both sides. Oh, that's kind of cool. And then same with the back. I mean, it's got it's got a tremendous amount of, of like, well, carrying space and ability. Um, I'd have stuff everywhere. I'd be like, where is that thing? At? Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to know where it's at. Yeah. Um, and then the, the back and the front is separated by a seam. So it doesn't like shift around, but in uh, it, dude, if you get it fitted, right, it doesn't bounce at all, man. Wow. It's probably the best thing I've ever, I found to wear. It does not bounce at all. It's great. After that, uh, I'm not real particular about, much of what I wear. I will say this, I'm kind of embarrassed about this, but um, I've got three pair of, am I saying this right? Uh, Lululemon shorts, like the girls wear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so my daughter, you know, my daughters and my wife, they wear all that crap, right? Um, so I was looking at their website, go, they make stuff for dudes, <laughs> you know? And I found some of their, I like the short shorts, you know, like the three inch seams. <laughs> and I found some that looked pretty cool. So I, I ordered a pair. I'm like, oh, I, li I like these, man. Of course, all my buddies are busting my balls for it. But uh, <laughs> they're comfy, man. Yeah. You started making shoes now. Oh, did they really? Yeah, I saw a pair of shoes the other day. I was not looking at their website, but I didn't see a pair <laughs> of shoes. <laughs> no, I don't have any of their gear. That's that's probably, I when it comes to gear, I have it all, and I don't have any of theirs. So. But yeah. I did see they had some shoes now. No, after that, my gear is kind of all over yep. the place, you know. What, my, mine's like, who has the brightest color? That's that's who I buy from. <laughs> yeah, you it's are trash gear, but it's got to be the colorful stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just get so sick and tired of the the random blues and blacks and grays. Like, come on. Yeah, he wanted me, he wanted to order one of our hats. 
And he goes, he goes, yeah. So, do you think you can get it to something other than black or like cold green? <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I went and i went and looked at the different colors we could get and uh, i think we settled on what orange yeah we got an orange hat for me nice yeah, yeah. you know I me, had, Rob, you know me robbie i can't have i can't have a black hat unless no. it's like <laughs> bright green on the other side every piece has got to be a different color yeah right. <laughs> you guys your shoes don't match uh <laughs> when i was running my uh half marathon a couple months ago um my friend was at one of the aid stations with their daughter and she said is her daughter said, is that Justin coming down? And our friend was like, no, that's not him. Cause he's not uh, bright enough. <laughs> and then sure enough, I come around the corner and I'm, you know, you can see me from a mile away with my orange shirt and bright white shoes and probably a crazy colored hat. I don't know, but, and I had, uh, <laughs> I bought those new gooder sunglasses, the big G force ones and they're bright yeah. green. So yeah, you gotta have fun with it. You just have to have fun. Gotta be bright. <laughs> If you're having this fun, then you're this having world a lot is, of fun. This world is too dark. You got to liven it up and add color to it. <laughs> I'm going to take that cue. I'll try to line it up a little there bit. There you go. I'm going to get you an orange hat before you know it. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, you know what? The uh, the um, the Olympus that I finished uh, Pine de Palma in were the bright orange ones. Oh, nice. They, they were the bright orange ones because when I went to order them, that was the only size they had left. In hey, the I'm not going to lie to you. Size, I... so. I finished my last hundred in the Olympus and they were solid black and that's oh, the only ones that they had. I was so mad that I, I was, I'm disappointed in myself that I, I bought them and I swear to you, I didn't even bring them with me because they're solid black and I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of something I'd have to wear at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey man, uh, let's give you uh, a couple minutes to do, do a shout out to uh, anything um, you want to shout out, I know you got a, uh, you got your own 50 K thing coming up and, um, you know, shout out your business and your Instagram, whatever you want to do. Yeah. So, um, we're on Instagram primal run coaching. Um, we're on Facebook. I, I don't, I don't understand Facebook. Well, so <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think I'm on Facebook as Aaron Stacy. I don't know if it's primal run, you know, I, whatever. Uh, but we are on Facebook also. It might be under Aaron Stacy. Um, you can check out our website, which we just put together recently. I'm new at this. Uh, uh, it's uh, primalruncoaching.com. You can check that out. Um, as far as uh, what we have, what I got coming up, um, I don't have anything personally coming up. I got some athletes with races coming up, but nothing for me personally i'm kind of switching gears here i'm about to start coaching boys basketball so fifth grade boys basketball that's what i got coming up um next year i've got uh i'm going to do a couple of big runs but they're not going to be races they're going to be kind of do-it-yourself kind of fkt style um races one on the pct and i think the other one might be the lost coast trail here so i'm kind of throwing that out there which is a, a unique trail we have here on the coast um but uh yeah i you know that's uh, that's all i got going on that's all we got coming up we're going to be doing another fundraiser next year um i haven't really announced that yet so because we haven't done all we haven't kind of figured out all the details on it but we'll be doing that next year um but justin i believe i did discuss that with you a little bit on the side yeah yeah um, let us know when it is and we'll uh we'll definitely uh we'll shout it out on the on the podcast yeah, get get, yeah. get the word out to the fourth person yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, other than that, you know, shout out to my wife and kids for being incredibly patient with me and this hobby and, and 
and uh, the coaching and everything else. And, and a shout out to my athletes because um, if it wasn't for those guys, I mean, I, you know, I'd just be coaching fifth grade boys basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So they've been awesome, man. They're, they're a lot of fun to have and they, they kind of become family and you're going to dig that. So yeah, I'm going to shout out to them. So you got a, uh, um, you want to shout out the 50 K ruck you got coming up? Oh yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, so we're still trying to nail down the final date. We're looking at probably late July next year. It's going to be a 50 K ruck we're putting on. Um, we're going to take six to eight applic or six to eight, uh, folks up in the Trinity Alps. Um, I've got a route planned in my head already one that I've run and it's about 7,000 feet. Um, and, uh, there's going to be some challenges along the way. And, our goal is not to take mountaineers, you know, uh, ultra runners on this on this ruck. The goal is to take kind of average people with some level of fitness um, and expose them to kind of an ultra distance endurance event um, and really teach them about pushing their limits and finding out that they are capable of much more than what they thought they were capable of. Um, and that's pretty much the goal, man. Um, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to push them pretty hard for, it's going to be doable, but we're going to push them hard for a 50 K over 7,000 feet. There's going to be, there's going to be probably three challenges during the middle of the uh, ruck to kind of test their mental fortitude while they're in the middle of this to see how they can, how they are able to function as a team and how they're able to work through situations in the backcountry. It's also going to be, uh, it, it's really going to put these people kind of outside their comfort zone because we're going to be in the backcountry. I mean, there's, we're going to be a long ways from anything. Um, we're going to start in the dark and hopefully and end in the dark. And that's another important part of what I want, um, because most of these people have never been in the backcountry in the dark. A lot of these, I want people who've never been in this, in this deep in the backcountry by themselves, period. Um, so I really want everything about this to be uncomfortable for these people. You know, the, the whole uncomfortable thing or the comfort thing is a big, you know, it's big right now. Um, but the fact of the matter is it's important for, you know, endurance athletes and people in general. <clears throat> And um, while I'm not trying to make these people ultra runners, I just want to expose them to to uh, this type of stuff so that they know that um, they're capable of much more than what they thought. And that's kind of the goal. So um, I think right now we have, I think we have about eight applicants right now. And uh, so I think here in November, we're going to kind of go through the applications and kind of uh and see what we see see what we have and uh see who we think would be good at, uh kind of vet them a little bit and see who'd be good applicants for this process so yeah sounds um, fun yeah i'm kind of excited about it yeah that sounds like a lot of fun yeah <laughs> the lead yeah. <laughs> lead, yeah you guys wouldn't qualify you guys are ultra runners. <laughs> i did have oh, one ultra on. runner already come to me and say hey can i do this i said yeah you can do it i know you can do it you've already done it i said but i just don't know what you're gonna get out of it yeah. you know other than maybe a little bit of teamwork i don't know what you're gonna get out of it yeah. other than or sightseeing trip so 
but yeah, so that's what we're going to do. And then, oh, and then leading into, so um, once we select our athletes, I'm going to um, put together kind of a, a broad training plan. I'm not going to give do for them what we do for our, our athletes currently, but a kind of a broad training plan so we can kind of help prepare them physically so that we, when they do show up, that they have um, the, the right kind of fitness for what we're about to do. Yeah, you don't want to take somebody who hasn't, you know, ever walked on a trail or can't walk a mile and yeah. <laughs> expect them to walk I don't want it with to, a pack. We don't want to turn into a survival situation. That'd <laughs> yeah. be for me. That's not, that's not, I don't want not to be prepared that. for that. <laughs> Lots of babysitting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, awesome. man. It was uh, great having you on. Sorry, Robbie. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. This is fun. Right. Yeah, I'm excited for the future for you guys. I can't wait to see what happens. Oh, so coaching. am I, man. Sweet. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah thanks. thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. This podcast has been produced and edited by Backbeat Sound. Come and find us on Instagram at BackbeatSound1776 or email us at BackbeatSound1776 at gmail.com.